Sunday means sports cards at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia event, the PBKC Sports Card Show, live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club. You know exactly what time it is. Theo Dorsey, Big Teddy takeover here, second floor of the PBKC <laughs> The guy you hear laughing at my nickname, <laughs> per usual. And I couldn't wait to say it with Jay Martin alongside me because he's the only one that gives me the proper response to that. Uh, Jonathan Martin, Jay Martin here. Uh, uh, that's not Jonathan. That's not my name. John. John. John but, Martin. So, but that time. proper, though. But, well, yeah, but that's not my name. So, <laughs> so I, I was actually going to go big with calling you Big Teddy, but you didn't just say Big Teddy. You said it's a Big Teddy takeover. Yes. And that – Tickled me even more oh, separately. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you threw me off a little I'm bit. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Throw no, you. It, yes. no, it's awesome. It, I, I'm here for the big Teddy takeover. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what you're here. I mean, that's what we're all here for, right? <laughs> uh, first NFL regular season Sunday for us here, um, and we can see right now the action already. Great people buying, selling, trading sports cards memorabilia and also we heard a little bit of betting advice kind of going back and forth here hard rock stadium is going to be in just about three hours or, or i guess is it three hours from now now yep three yeah, hours man. from now when the miami dolphins kick off against the buffalo bills both undefeated both looking like afc contenders and at the very least this is pretty much the prelude to the battle for the afc east crown if you do believe what the dolphins have done that is going to be the center of all NFL fans' eyes in just three hours. I'll be heading out there, actually, to cover the game. Um, most of our angles are kind of local. We got Kyer Elam, Benjamin alum. Mm -hmm. He's getting the start for the Bills in the Buffalo uh, defensive backfield because everybody and their mama in the Buffalo backfield <laughs> is out today. So, I don't know, man. That's going to be an exciting game. Hard Rock Stadium. We'll get to what happened in Hard Rock Stadium yesterday. When no, yeah, left. let's do it. Yeah, with disappointment. But I do want to start. Let's start with the yep. Miami Dolphins and, and Buffalo Bills. The Bills, four-and-a-half-point favorites right now. The Bills, the high-powered offense. But right now, because of the depletion of the team defensively, Trey White out, Jordan Poirier, all-pro safety out, Micah Hyde, all-pro safety out. They're starting two rookie corners against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, who all they did last time they were on a football field together was combined for four touchdowns yeah. and nearly 400 yards. I mean, J-Mark, this is, has all the makings for a shootout beyond anybody's wildest dreams. Yeah, it's a really interesting game and matchup in this moment because, and I know I'm not alone, but I, I, I would say that up until now, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. Oh, come on. It's not close right, right now. Exactly. Yeah. So, but And the Dolphins have looked fine, and they had a great week last week. Yeah. But I still wouldn't – I wouldn't typically put them on the level of the Bills even after that great game. But this is a unique opportunity. They've got the Bills coming in, and they are banged up. They are like – they're about as banged up as you can be in week three of the NFL regular season when you consider that they didn't really come into the season really limping too hard. Trey White was going to be out already. But it's injury after injury, tweet after tweet. One of my guys, Cameron Wolf, who works for NFL Network, he'll be covering it. He does a lot of Dolphin stuff. Every other time I see him tweet, there's a new Bills defensive player out. And it almost feels unfair, right? 
This, yeah. This was supposed to be the measuring stick game for these Miami Dolphins. Right. People didn't believe, and they discredited what Tua did against the Ravens because, oh, the Ravens' defensive backfield had all of this miscommunication, and, oh, these throws were wide open, and, oh, like, I want to see him do it against a more complete team. The next week you have the daunting Buffalo Bills, the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites coming into town, and now the excuses are kind of writing themselves for, I mean, Honestly, I think the question has to be asked right now, and I'll ask you, what does Tua Tungla-Vailoa have to do in this game in just three hours at home against the Bills to get people to really believe that he is that guy after coming off a six-touchdown game? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that he can do, and I think the only thing he's worried about is winning the game. Winning the game. That's the only thing he can do. Past that, he can't control how other people feel about the performance or how they're going to judge him based on what the Bills put out there. He can't, you know, he can't control any of that. Yeah. And I don't think he's thinking about it. I really don't – I don't think he cares. I think he's focused on winning this game. And it's – and because of that, this game is, is much more winnable. It, it, it's, it is much more winnable. And you can look at it in two ways for Tua. If you're a Tua supporter or a Miami Dolphins fan, you're looking at it and you're like, oh, my gosh, like this is the unluckiest dude in America, this guy, it's always something. People are always poking at him and picking at him, and now it's when he gets a chance to prove himself, the team comes in depleted with pre-written excuses. Or or if you're a person that doesn't believe in his arm, uh, or if you're a person that thinks that his start to this season 2-0 under new coach Mike McDaniel is fluky, mm-hmm. I think you're more so looking at it like, look at this dude again. Yet again, getting lucky. Held something, you know, it's like a, a silver spoon in his mouth right here. And if he doesn't go out and throw five touchdowns, 350 yards, then he's a bump. Yeah, yeah. Well, lose, that, lose that, that's that's it, people being ridiculous. At some point, at some point, yes, the Bills are banged up. Yeah. But, I mean, the bottom line is we're playing an NFL game. We are. You walk away with a win in an NFL game, you have good stats even on top of that. Yeah. Then what? <laughs> there's nothing more you can do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I, I guess right now what obviously matters most to the NFL team when it comes to the standings, when it comes – I mean, this is a division game as well. Yeah, man. So these games, it doesn't count for necessarily two wins, but it counts for more than one. Right. Because this could be the decider in a tiebreak later on in the season when it comes for the AFC East crown. This could be something that we look back to, especially if the Dolphins don't find a way to win today and you had all these advantages and you have a team that's rolling on all – or firing on all cylinders going up against the Bills defense that is literally – and like not even metaphorically, literally limping into this game. Yeah. And they don't find a way to win. If it's a one or two game separation at the end of the season, people are going to look back on this week three performance at home and really start to question what Mike McDaniel has in Tua. And then we got to go through this whole conversation all over again. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick. I mean, it's fair though. Like you have to reevaluate constantly. You yeah. know what I mean? And and. So he like Tua can't Tua's got to come out and do his best no matter what every occasion he gets no matter who is out there yeah and that's you know that's the, that's all he can do what do you think what what do you kind of think happens in this one again the Bills still favored by four and a half mm. uh, the Dolphins again coming in rather healthy uh, yeah. in comparison to the Bills yep and also coming in hot coming off of that win on the road at Baltimore where they came back from 21 points down in the fourth quarter and two or three four touchdowns alone in the final frame. I mean, do you think they actually have what it takes? Because I don't think anybody still with all of the handicaps that the Bills are walking in with, mm-hmm. I haven't heard too many people confidently say the Dolphins can win this football game 
Can they, in your view? Well, it, it's a tricky question because you know that the Bills are a better team. Yeah, they're better. Yeah, they're better. But that said, my answer is yes. I, I do think that the Miami Dolphins can win. I'm not a Dolphins fan, yeah. but I feel like it does feel – it, to me, it feels like this is coming together for a Dolphins win, and I think this is the scenario in which they can beat this team. Yeah. I, I think, obviously, if they're even strength, that, I mean, the, the Bills probably Bills crush them. Yeah. I think even strength, the Bills. So, but I'll, I'll pick the Dolphins. All right. I, I, I like the bold pick. Uh, I still am on the fence with it. I think it's very possible for the Dolphins to pull out the win. I think that it, if you're Mike McDaniel and, and the coaching staff there and you want to make sure – you're instilling the proper amount of confidence in these guys to try and be a playoff team. Like, again, this past offseason, there was a lot of questions circulating how competitive the team will be in general, especially because people thought Tua was a handicap. At the very least, I think at the baseline, we can all agree Tua is not going to hold this team back. The question is, is he going to be able to propel them forward to be a team that is taken seriously? He can prove that a bit today, I think even more so. They got that Thursday night game next week in Cincinnati against the reigning AFC champs who could enter that game 0-3 depending on what happens with the Jets this weekend. But, again, if Tua can find a way today, if the Dolphins in general as a whole can find a way today, then you're looking at a potential 4-0 start under new head coach Mike McDaniel, new boy wonder. new It feels like every year there's a new genius young guy. Right, right, right. Play caller offensive-minded guy that comes into the league and, and makes a wave. And I think it looks like early on Mike McDaniel has a – it's written. It's right there. It's it's drawn up for him. It's just about taking advantage of it today. So, And I agree with a lot of what you just said about the Dolphins, that things could sort of fall in place and they could start off with a really strong start to the season. Yeah. But when it all boils down to the end, it will probably just make – what's inevitable more heartbreaking <laughs> because <laughs> I do think that this Bills team is going to be head and shoulders above the Dolphins when all is said and done. You know what I mean? It's a good point. We might be underselling just how good the Bills are. Yeah. We might be at, a, at this point in the season, we might be underselling. Like this could be one of the more dominant teams of the past couple of decades. We forget last year. There's a good chance if Patrick Mahomes wasn't as magical as he was mm. and if that 13-second, infamous 13-second drive doesn't happen, I don't see anybody left in the playoffs that beats the Bills. I totally agree. The I Bills, totally agree. It still feels to me like the Bills didn't even lose last year in the playoffs. So weird. The Chiefs just won because they won the game. Yeah. I watched the Bills win the game in the playoffs against the Chiefs, my favorite team. That game was over. <laughs> Those circle. That's my. Those are my guys. Because the last time we did a show here, you ended the show by saying you were gonna root for the Dolphins, but then you, yeah. when you made the official announcement, it was Chiefs. It was Chiefs. So that happens all the time. Do you not, do you not follow high school football recruiting? That happens all the time. There's flips. I was flipped. That's fair. All right. That's 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 a good point. There that were is a good point. Arguments made on both sides. I, I got a late call from Mike McDaniel. Andy Reid hit me up. Put, put me on the phone with Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> so, you know, the scariest thing about these Bills teams, too, is that uh, this Bills team is that they are so young. Yeah. Like, this team is built for success for a really long time, assuming that they can obviously keep the players. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, it seems like the entire core is, is young guys and just studs. So, they're well, scary. Well, the big thing for me about the, the youth of the Bills is less about can they keep it together for the next three, four, five years? Because I think we've, we've realized in all the professional sports mm -hmm. outside of really baseball, 
specifically in the NFL and the NBA, these salary cap sports, where you also have to pay your franchise superstar in the NBA, you have to pay your franchise quarterback in the NFL, they're going to lose some guys yep. along the way. Absolutely. But the youth, to me, is more of a – and I guess this week is kind of proving against it, but I look at the youth as more of an insurance plan of, hey, these guys – are going to be here. Like, they're not going to tire out. We don't have to have veteran rest days baked in. We don't have to worry about guys being on the injury report every single week. And as I say this, again, the Bills have the right, thickest right. injury report <laughs> in all of the NFL right now. But I think, again, the youth kind of plays into that more right there. And then the one thing we haven't brought up in all of this is Von Miller. I right, mean, right, right, right. <laughs> he's been really the biggest difference for the Bills' defense in the past two weeks. And he is healthy. He still is anticipated to be playing this Sunday, even though at this point I got to keep my Twitter notifications on because, again, every time I pull up yeah. Twitter, another Bills defender uh, is, is on the mend. But I don't know, man. Again, yeah, this Bills That team, is nuts. You don't even – like, Von Miller is almost an afterthought to this team. Yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame-level guy. I mean, that's, that's – yeah, that, that's remarkable. That, yeah. that is remarkable. They're, they're going to be a scary team uh, for years to come. But, again, give me the Dolphins today. Yeah. I'll take a shot, man. I think, I think, uh, I think the window is, is, is right. It feels good. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I, I like your pick with the Dolphins. I am not going to pick a team at all because I have to go cover the game, and I don't want to ah. be, <laughs> I don't be sitting there That's in the such a good out. I love that. Just rooting one way or the other. Like, I'm like – I'm on the fence, so I'll, I'll stay. But you're not calling the game. You could, you could I make a pick. I'm just saying I don't want to be sitting there, like, riding with my pick. Now, what I am rooting <laughs> for, because like I said, when I first saw all of these tweets coming through, yeah. I went right to one of my apps. Yep. And I went right to those prop bets. Sure. And I was banging the overs. I want the over on this. I want the over on that. Every single place I could find it, I'm like, yo, they're putting up points today at Hard Rock Stadium. And I need to be in on on the advantages of that. So. See, I see. I'm such a bad better that when I have that gut, yeah. My second thought is, oh, that probably means it's going to end up being a slugfest <laughs> and low scoring somehow. Well, you know, you're like I literally, that's my second thought when I, whenever I I feel like you're feeling right now. I've, I'm I'm less than a year into actually putting actual, you know, what I'm saying capital down on. Yeah on these prop bets and whatnot. So I'm new to it still, so I could be falling for exactly what they want me to fall for. But I did the same thing ahead of the Dolphins-Ravens game Okay. last week. Yep. It paid off big. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ride the hot hand at least one more week because the cards are looking like they're playing in my favor there. Um, Hard Rock Stadium, the center of all NFL attention in just about three hours when the Canes – or not the Canes, excuse uh -huh. me. The, the Canes no. on my mind. The Dolphins and the Bills kick off. <laughs> it's what the Canes did yesterday. Woo. It's what the Canes did yesterday that, that proved one thing and one thing only. The U is back. <sighs> back to disappointing its fans with another – just heart-wrenching home loss. We'll get to that and more when we come back here. But for now, J-Mart is here. I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on the second floor of the PBKC on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. We, we've got some names. We've got some names coming to the Palm Beach Kennel Club for the Sports Business Club very soon. I mean, if you've heard of the names Joe Theismann, Johnny Bench, we'll get into what they'll be doing in the coming months here soon when we have Mike Jamison, the 
doggy style Mike Jameson is, is, uh, is, is I learned he's he's called and I just I can't help but yell off every time now. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Theo Dorsey alongside J-Mart. And, yeah, man, that, that's going to be fun. So we'll talk to him about that. And also we got to revisit the nickname, obviously. But <laughs> one thing that I we have to revisit now that I do so regrettingly as a longtime Miami Hurricanes fan Oof. is what went down – at Hard Rock in Miami Gardens just yesterday. That that field that right now is getting is prepped up for the NFL for the prime time for the for the big game between the Bills and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I still think there's a lingering stench. A lingering stench there from what happened yesterday when the Miami Hurricanes hosted Middle Tennessee State and lost 45 to 31. Not just lost wow. J-Mart. Wow. Not just lost, but – and I know you didn't get a chance to watch it. I actually didn't watch the game live. It was on ACC Network. Yeah. My job at WPTV. We didn't have ACC Network there, so I was watching through Twitter and watching through just the reaction of people that were there. Miami was never even in this game. Miami didn't just lose to Middle Tennessee State on some kind of fluke, on some kind of like, oh, they did some trick plays. It was an outside kick here or there, a couple of you know free runs, miscommunication. No, no. Middle Tennessee State beat Miami in the trenches. They outcoached Miami and Mario Cristobal, who was supposed to be the savior. And and Miami, once they went down by 14 points in the first frame, never came within 14 again and ended up losing by four. This was a straight up – like if you just look at the game flow, it yeah. looked like Middle Tennessee State was the big Power 5 program and Miami was the one that got paid $1.5 million. $1.5 yeah. million. That's nuts. I, for me, that's one of those double-take games. Like, I kept, you know, I was watching other games. I was watching Tennessee Ford, and I, and I would see the score. Yeah. And initially, I, w- I was, oh, okay, Miami's up two touchdowns. And then I look at it again. No, 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 Miami's down two down. touchdowns to MTSU. And, like, every time that happened when I saw the, the score scroll, like, I, it just, it's mind-boggling that that could happen in Miami. In Miami. It was 24-3 to at one point. Miami snuck a touchdown in before the half. It was 24-10 at the half. Tyler Van Dyke entered the season as a favorite to win the Heisman. Right, right. Not as a favorite for ACC Player of the Year. Right. Not as a guy who can maybe lead the Canes to a a pesky ACC championship berth. No. He entered as the fourth best favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. And just like Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma last year, he was benched early in the season, this time for, for Garcia for Miami. Um, and to me, it, it just – the Canes are back. But it's just they're back in the worst way. <laughs> they're not back to the glory of the early 2000s, the late 90s, the, the 80s. They're back to disappointing and, and what we've been used to in the past couple of decades. And I love Mario Cristobal. I love what he's done in the recruiting realm. I yep. love that he has the no-nonsense approach. I love the new aura around the Canes, but aura or not, it's the same thing that we've seen the past few years. He just almost feels like a Band-Aid over it right now, but that scar of the Canes just being inept on Saturdays seems like it hasn't gone away. Yeah, I mean, I know that. So going into the Texas A&M game, I know that there was some some excitement building around the team, even though there, there hadn't been any. Yeah. So that was deflating, obviously, to lose that game. But this is – 
totally different level. The next week it's a new to level. lose at home by two touchdowns and never really be close against MTSU, that's a different level of down. Like, like I see, I, I actually think that they, you say they're back. I think it's worse it's than worse. normal. Like, <laughs> like there wasn't enough hype at the beginning to excuse the the low that just happened yesterday. That that's Ugh. that's nuts, man. I really thought they were a much better team than that. I mean, the Vegas thought they were too. They were a twenty five point favorite coming into Saturday. They were the twenty fifth ranked team in the nation. Neither is wow. true coming out of that one. Can I give you one fun stat? One silver yes, lining, please. To all Canes fans, just listen here, listen clear. Um, the one thing that you can pull from this: Miami technically was the underdog in this game, J Mark. Middle Tennessee State beat Miami in the previous two meetings. Not only is the two meetings that they've both played beforehand, which, I mean, I hate to mention it was in the 1930s, but <laughs> but Miami had never scored a point against what? Middle Tennessee State. Where are you getting to the silver lining I'm again? I'm just saying the silver lining is Middle Tennessee State now 3-0 and against Miami all time. Uh-huh. The first two games that the t- these two teams played, Miami didn't score. They were shut out. So at least they got on the board. Okay. At least they got on the board. They scored their first ever points against the Blue Raiders on Saturday in a losing effort, but it was better than the last two times. The Blue Raiders now 3-0 and somehow against the Hurricanes, and I don't think they'll ever schedule them again, so I think that record will stand so, up until my kids have kids. So in 90 years, they've yes. improved to the level that they can at least be within two touchdowns of yeah. MTSU. Hey, Miami man. has. Rome, Rome uh, wasn't built in a day. That, Rome wasn't built in a, a day. That's a weird silver lining. <laughs> you got to find something. It, <laughs> here's what I really want to do. I want to shift focus off of the Canes, which were obviously embarrassing. And really, the whole state of Florida, there was a tweet that was sent out. Your Tennessee Volunteers yeah, man. got the win over the Gators. They're, they're only their second win over the Gators in the past 18 years. Yeah, man. They squeaked that one out. You're proud of the Vols. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the end of the game was was really, really difficult to watch, but I'm glad that it uh, that it ended the way it did. And it happens on college game day. So Florida, yeah. supposed to be that guy. And Anthony Richardson, again, a guy that got a little Heisman hype after week one, disappointing their own fans, losing against Tennessee, something Florida doesn't do. Miami, as I mentioned, double-digit, 14-point oh. loss to Middle Tennessee. And then you have USF and FIU just to pile it on, just to make sure all fans in Florida are touched outside of Florida State. Good job. Good job. You had Boston College. You took care of business. You had it at home. You did what you're supposed to do. Western Kentucky beats FIU 73-0. to zip. Oh, wow. Western Kentucky beats FIU 73-zip, which FIU, I mean, if you're a Panthers fan, you, you're kind of used to these kind of things. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's worse than FIU's what used to. <laughs> 73 nothing. 73 nothing. Western for, Kentucky? For Western Kentucky over FIU. Ooh. And then Louisville beats USF 41-3, which is the closest thing to expect it. So uh, a lot of Florida fans down bad. But you, J-Mart, yeah, had one of the experiences of a lifetime, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, you made a visit to the Midwest, and you did it in the right time of the year. Yeah. And just tell me, you were at Lambeau Field for Sunday Night Football, Bears-Packers. What is the biggest thing you kind of pull from that environment? Because I've been to Lambeau. I've never been there for a game, but I've seen how much of the small-town feel it is. Yeah. Like you told me. Totally. College-town feel it is. What is it like to, to have, a, have a game out there at the historic Lambeau Field? So, the, I mean, the best way to say it is, is that the energy is absolutely palpable yeah. in that place. Like, it, it, 
I haven't been in an environment like that in a really long time. I, I was trying to think of what would even be close. I mean, there were times, there were times when the Bears were on offense, and I like my ears were ringing, bro. I couldn't hear. Yeah. I mean, it was so loud. And we're not indoors. This is open air, and I mean, just. Packers fans, as far as you can see, like it, and it's not cold yet, too. So no, that. it was beautiful. It was such amazing weather. Like it was, it was definitely like a bucket list kind of thing. And I got so lucky at the like the perfect conditions, and yeah. the game went the Packers' way, and it was just, it was an amazing environment. I, I really don't know that I've ever been in quite an environment like that yeah hard rock not doing that for you not even close not never <laughs> has not not once i mean the, the, i'll tell you the, the the thing that jumps to my mind as the last time i felt anything close was those Your wedding day. like <laughs> being, <laughs> being like like because we, we were covering the heat when lebron was winning titles so like yeah. you know I was, I was in those locker rooms and stuff so those those series is like the first thing I can think of, but even that, like this was a regular season game. A blowout you know what game I mean? too. You don't. Yeah, this was not like a high stakes. No. And it was it was insanely loud, and the energy was just off the charts, man. It was it was absolutely awesome. If you if you can ever go see a game at Lambeau, you have got to do it. It yeah. it was such a great experience. I, I love that. I love that you enjoyed it because my trip again when I've I've gone to Wisconsin two times. One time was in the summertime for a wedding in Madison. That was a lovely experience. Beautiful, beautiful. The other time was in February for a job interview um, at a Green Bay TV station, and I they, they took me on the whole tour. I, I went through, I went to Lambeau. I saw wow. all the bars and all of that stuff around it. I saw the tailgate areas and all of the great wonders of what Green Bay, Wisconsin, has to offer. You know what else I saw and felt? <laughs> like seven, eight, ten inches of snow, uh, like. 10 degree weather and I said you know what I think I might be better off uh <laughs> you probably got lucky in those conditions too it could have been worse it, it could have been much worse than yeah it. that's a hard life man in, yeah. in, a, in a month or two they are living in a totally different world than us and I couldn't be happier about that but but <laughs> last weekend last Sunday night yeah. Green Bay, Wisconsin was the most beautiful place on earth. It was amazing. I was so happy to be there. I, you look, I, I know that you had to be, uh, and we're happy to be here on the second floor of the PBJC yeah. for the Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. We do it once a month on the last month, uh, last Sunday of every month. 10 to 11 is our show, but they're going to be buying, selling, trading cars all day until about 3 here, and then the, you'll have the Sunday ticket stuff so you won't miss any Football action if you come up here. Free parking, free admission for the Sports Card Memorabilia Show. When we come back, we're bringing on Mike Doggy Style Jameson. <laughs> Dog, he, he just came over here. I have to. I got to call him out right, and we're going to talk about a little <laughs> bit about that nickname as well as about why Joe Theismann and Johnny Bench are going to be here and how you can take part in seeing them and maybe even listen to them talk live and profess some of that knowledge onto you. But until then, we're live here on ESPN 106.3 from the second floor of the PBKC. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. We are back here on the second floor. People still bartering. Barter. Do people still say barter, J-Mart? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I don't hear that word used enough. I see a little bartering happening uh, with sports cards 
uh, memorabilia, and much more. Second floor, free parking, free admission, and we'll be doing it until 3. Our show is here until 11. Kickoff at Hard Rock again, Dolphins-Bills. That's happening at 1. Can't wait to see how that goes. I'll be down there to cover the game. Uh, but we have a special guest, as I uh, alluded to. We got Doggy Style Mike in the building, ready to go. And, you know, he I, – I just like calling you Doggy Style Mike, but professionally Mike Jamison – also, voice of the PBKC here, and also uh, just all-around good guy, always here to, to, to have some fun. So, Mike, first and foremost, I see these names coming to the Palm Beach Kennel Club for the Sports Business Club of the Palm Beaches. Joe Theismann, Johnny Bench. I see all of these flyers ahead of me. It's a lot of big things that we're doing here at the PBKC before the year even uh, ends yeah. out here. Oh, definitely. The season here is going to be amazing. Uh, last year we did a lot of different events. Uh, this year we're doing a lot, too. Uh, the season essentially kicks off with the Mutt Derby, which is coming up October 22nd. Mm. Uh, that's where you bring your dog out and race for a great cause. Uh, furry Friends uh, is who all that is going to benefit this year. Nice. Then November 1st, we got Johnny Bench here for the Sports Business Club of the Palm Beaches. And the Sports Business Club of the Palm Beaches is a great little organization that was put together for people locally that want to get into sports, mm. okay? And so we're going to kick off the season with a sports business club in a big way with Johnny Bench. I mean, Johnny Bench to me, when I heard we booked Johnny Bench, I'm like, oh, that that's a big name. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean absolutely. <laughs> like, come on. Like, if you don't even have to know baseball to know Johnny Bench, yeah. right. you know, even some of the younger kids, I mean, I guarantee you I could go up there right now and find Johnny Bench cards. Probably sure. rookie at what, some of these uh, different absolutely. tables with the great vendors we have. But, you know, with having Johnny Bench here, it's going to be amazing. And that's going to be November 1st. And then the December meeting is going to have Joe Theismann. Mm. And one of the coolest things about Joe Theismann is, you know, his name comes up again because just last week uh, NFL Network put on a, a new documentary about him, mm. you know, with his relationship with Lawrence Taylor and, and a lot of different things. And a lot of people don't know Joe Theismann as a player. They know him from his broadcast yeah, career sure. and his, his commercials and all that other stuff. So, you know, we have so many great things going on. We're not even talking about the comedians that are coming. We got Nick DiPaolo. He's coming November 11th. Uh, Jackie the Joke Man Martling uh, from the Howard nice. Stern Show. He'll be here Man. the 9th. Uh, Chris McDonald, who is the best Elvis tribute artist in the world. I mean, he's about the only one who actually gets to perform at Graceland. He'll be here wow. for a Merry Christmas Baby show December 16th. You know, nice. the Elvis movie that just came out. Yeah, right, right. It's now on HBO Max. Yeah. A lot of the younger people are now starting to see Elvis. Sure. You know, everybody knows the name, but they're starting to get more into his music. And then next year, we've already booked Andrew Dice Clay, mm. which is like, you know, wow. that, that'll that be his awesome, third dude. show here, another sellout. And then Joe DeVito, if you watch uh, Fox News and the uh, it's a big show right now called Gutfeld. Who's mm -hmm. now, you know, he's actually, you know, really competing. He's the late night leader, late night guy. He gets yeah. better ratings yeah. than all of the late night. He does. Oh, like, this is the guy who's on the show named Joe Devito. He's always on there, and he also writes for the show. He's going to be here too in March. So we got a lot of stuff going on, and, and by next month we'll have more people booked. And we'll have more to talk about. I, I love that y'all. Y'all got more shows and stars coming here than the Bills have defensive players out yeah. for this this game <laughs> exactly. coming up at Hard Rock. Yeah. Uh, for 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 you right now, when you look at what the Dolphins did in the first couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And from the larger scope, you see that they get this Bills team that's, that's limping in the hard rock. Mm -hmm. How would you – if you were a guy that was betting on props, if you were a guy that was maybe looking at the line here, Bills favored by four and a half, 
the Dolphins look like they got a chance to do something pretty special again, huh? I think they do. I, I always say, you know, I'm not a Dolphins fan. I've lived here my entire life. And I, I used to I honestly root against him because yeah. I thought Dolphin fans were obnoxious for a long time. <laughs> but I, I got to give them credit. I, I am a fan of the team because they have something to root for. They haven't been able to root for for a long, long time since Dan Marino. So having this team together, when you got the Cheetah, when you got the, the Waddle, you know, you have all these different keys. I mean, Gasecki. Yep. You know, he's he's one of the honestly, he's in my dark. opinion, one of the best tight ends in the whole league. Receiving you know, wise, yeah, he's up there. Oh, yeah, come on. So like and they got good running backs. The defense has always been solid. I think they're beating the Bills today. Honestly. Woo, like, that's I'm going two out votes. Of that's I two think votes of confidence. I, and and we got a lot of Bills fans, like Lady oh, Runs yeah. the publicity department here, Teresa, she's from yeah. that area. And they we had so many Bills fans. I, I root for them too after all they've been through in the past. But I think this is a game of the year so far for me. And we already gave tickets away for this game. We gave tickets away for the Patriots game. And we have tickets to give away for the Vikings game, too, mm. in a couple of weeks. So you just go to our website, pbkennelclub.com, click on events, enter to win two club seats. Club-level seats. Club-level yeah, seats. Yeah, you're not giving away That's the, no the, joke. We're the giving tickets away that me seats. and J-Mark go up <laughs> Exactly. We're yeah. not giving away nosebleed seats and parking passes, too. Yeah. And we'll make nice. sure you park in a good area where there's, you know, nobody stuffing grills under cars. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. There oh you go, man, because that has insane. been a problem at Hard Rock, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Goodness gracious. Also at Hard Rock last night, or I guess yesterday afternoon, the Miami Hurricanes doing things that only Oof. the Miami Hurricanes oh, yeah. can do. do you, how much are you tapped in on the college football landscape, and how much are you not surprised by what the Canes did against Middle Tennessee State? Not at all. I mean, uh, they come on. Like Every time a Hurricanes fan gets excited, <laughs> I always think to myself, like, you know, don't don't do, do that to yourself. Um, you know, I, I grew up a University of Florida fan. So, you know, each and every year we have a lot to look forward to. And then we always lose to a team we shouldn't lose to. Yeah. So, you know, Hurricane fans, oof. I mean, it, it's, ah, it's tough being tough. a Hurricane fan. But honestly, uh, Florida football, come on, we need somebody to step it up in this state. Anthony really Richardson do. was supposed to be the Heisman candidate, the, the big dog on campus after week one. What happened to that? Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I was hearing Cam Newton comparisons. I was too. Yeah. Exactly. You he know. had moments last night. I, I mean, Tennessee really, like, they – I'm happy that they won. Yeah. I'm, ha I'm Obviously, I'm a Vols, Vols fan. Guy, yeah. I, I'm happy that they won, but they really played poorly, particularly at the end in, in parts. But – but he, there were times where there were throws that he made and some runs that he made that were like, wow, okay, yeah. okay. But, all but then all. yeah, exactly. It, yeah. They were ready to give him the trophy after the first game they were. of the season. And it's like, hey, come on, like hold back a little bit. Let, <laughs> let, let's see what happens here. Did he at least get a passing touch now? I didn't, I didn't peep a lot of the game. I know it was college game day coverage um, earlier. I thought he so. He got two. Okay, we okay. got from Cyrus Whitty. He got two passing touchdowns in this one, so his first two of the season. Okay. I guess maybe back in the running for the Heisman. Who knows? Not bad. Right? Not uh, bad. So, for me, for me in, in general, looking at kind of what happened on Saturday, I think it almost feels like good juju for the Dolphins mm -hmm. because for Saturday it was expectations that the Hurricanes not just win but blow out Middle Tennessee, a mm -hmm. team that has no business sharing the field with the Canes. But then it looked exactly the opposite. And before the season, you would say the Dolphins-Bills game week three, the Finns have no shot at this. Mm -hmm. 
the Finns maybe are the team that are, are hoping to maybe just cover and not win. Mm-hmm. And now I think we have a good chance. And, and we have two votes of confidence right here on the airwaves, J-Mart and Doggy Style Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Both. I, and, again, though, I do want to preface it by saying the Bills are the better team. Oh, yeah. This oh. is They're this hurt. is the Dolphins having meeting them at the right time yeah. of the season. The next time – that they meet, it might not. I might not feel the same, but uh, but yeah, man. I think uh, I think the Dolphins pull it out today. Yeah, the Bills fans, you know, I, I they have so much to be excited for. But you know, everybody's been calling them the Super Bowl champs for a couple of years now. I don't like that kind of pressure. Yeah. I don't. If if that's my team, I'm like, okay, let's quiet down. Let's get into the season. Let's win some games. You know, they have a a, a great team, but limp it in like they are with all the the weapons that the yeah. Dolphins have. I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a, a huge scoring game. I, yeah. I got Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping <laughs> it is. But it, I, I honestly, uh, game of the year so far today. It, it's got to be. And, and just for those that don't know the severity of just how bad the, the Buffalo uh, defensive secondary is coming into this game, tweet from Adam Schefter just moments ago, Buffalo's projected starting secondary in Miami. Cornerback Kyer Elam, Benjamin Alum, a, a, a okay. South yep. Florida native. Rookie. Rookie first-round pick this year. Cornerback Christian Benford, rookie sixth-round pick this year. Mm. Those are the two corners on Tyreek Hill and on Jalen Waddle. Okay, so maybe you have some good safety help. I mean, the Bills have all pro safeties. That's been the strength of their Mm -hmm. defense. Right. That's the heart and the mind of their defense. No, both Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, all pro safeties, both out today. They're starting DeMar Hamlin, 2021 sixth-round pick, Mm. and Jaquan Johnson, 2019 sixth-round pick. So you got three sixth-rounders recently drafted starting Mm -hmm. and one first-rounder in Kyer Elam, who the biggest knock against him was his 40 time, Mm -hmm. and you're going up against the fastest offense maybe of the past five, ten years. So, yeah, good luck. (laughs) Let me just throw out something, and I don't expect it, but how scary will it be if those young men step up? No, 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 no. Yeah. That is – don't even say that, J-Mark. I'm just saying, then then the Bills are even even more scary. Then, I don't we're, know. then we're talking – and this is the 50th anniversary of the 72 Dolphins. Mm. But if, the, if this secondary of these young guys come in and step up and prove to be able to hold the fort down – Mm-hmm. Without all, with all of these all pro guys coming back, with Trey White still on the men coming back, with Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde, I, I think we're gonna be looking ten weeks from now, thinking, can this team run the table? Because that would, I would feel like they're impervious to losing. Yeah, yeah, but again, though, we'll see. But don't. It's so easy to hills. say when you when you think about Tyreek Hill, though, like a sixth round pick. Come on, this year, last rookie, year, the year before, a sixth come round on, man. Rookie. I, I feel bad for you. You're going to get eight up. When your best two options are a sixth-round rookie mm-hmm. and a first-rounder in Kyer Elam, who's good, a Florida Gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, good guy, just not as – his his one knock mm-hmm. was his speed, his mm. 40 time. And, again, you're going to – I just don't – I don't see it working out. But stranger things have happened. It's a rough matchup, man. It's a rough matchup <laughs> today for sure. Stranger things have certainly happened up. One thing that happened recently in baseball was Albert Pujols mm. coming back and not just coming back with, this, with, with just this retirement tour, but in the big chase. And he did it. He got to, to the 700 club, one of four baseball players to ever do it. And I'd be remiss if we didn't mention what happened with that baseball. Um, so we're going to get to that and how Albert Pujols is still separated from this. He hit that 700 uh, homer on Friday 
still has not got the baseball back, and it looks like he might not. I want to talk a little bit about how much value that baseball might have and if he's taking the right approach, just being okay with pretty much not getting it back. We'll talk about that and more uh, here from the second floor of the PBKC for the sports card and memorabilia trading show. I wish that baseball was here today. I might put yeah. a bit on it. Uh, for Doggy Style Mike and Jay Mart, I'm Theo. We're live here on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. Albert Pujols, at 42 years old and 250 days, the oldest player to reach the 700th home run club. But it doesn't matter how old you are when you get there. It's all about getting there. He's one of four joining Babe Ruth, Aaron, uh, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds. And he is, I'm not sure where their baseballs are for number 700, but we know Albert Pujols didn't get his. Mm. Uh, the fan that caught that baseball kept the baseball, and Pujols put a statement out pretty much saying he's fine with it. He says memorabilia and stuff like that, that's for the fans. And to me, I, I'm not <sighs> – I hate it a little bit mm -hmm. because you want a guy like Albert Pujols who has given so much to the game of baseball mm -hmm. and then has come back and give us this this kind of legendary back-end run to have it. But if he's cool with it, we kind of have to let it ride. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I think there's some something like – I feel like a guy like Albert Pujols, A, he's accomplished so much, and, and just his personality, he doesn't strike me as a guy that, that – might get hung up on that stuff. Yeah. Like if he if he wanted it, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm not surprised at all to find out that he doesn't he, that he doesn't hasn't even thought about it. Barry Bonds yeah. wouldn't have left that stadium without the ball. No. Without the baseball. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, honestly, I think a ball like that needs to be sitting in a case in the Hall of Fame. Yes. To be honest with you, it doesn't need to be in somebody's hand. You know, what if he's not the type of guy that that really cares about that? That's what so I'm if he don't have the big man right. cave where he has all the jerseys and that kind of stuff. You know, I there's people out there that maybe that's not significant. This guy I lived 700 home runs. Maybe he doesn't need that that you know piece of rawhide or whatever the baseballs made yeah. out of, <laughs> or, or certainly doesn't need what it's what the value it, it of that baseball yeah. is. That's for yeah. sure. In the I think the fan obviously is trying. He's going to mm -hmm. sell it. Yeah. And and get rich. I mean, it, it's an awesome catch. It's an awesome get if you can do it. You catch a baseball at a game and you make. I mean, what are we thinking here? What, what, what could the value of that baseball be? To, I, I'm honestly not sure because it's got to be Pujols thousands. Pujols is an interest. Yeah, definitely thousands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, I would assume. I mean, there's only I would assume hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of I, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm really not sure because I feel like Pujols is still like he's not been that that hype guy that people want to spend a ton of money on yeah. since he left St. Louis. And I don't I don't typically toot my own horn but I will say uh, I do a, a segment with uh, Ken Levick Alive on Fridays, mm -hmm. and as soon as he got traded to the Cardinals, I was like, if you are a baseball fan and you feel like you, like you want to invest some in Albert Pujols, now is the time because sentiment is starting to turn on him. Yeah. And it has done a, like it's turned a lot. Like yeah. right now, I'm sure his prices are way higher than they were when I when I said that. Uh, and especially now, hitting the 700, it's <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. People forget how great he was. I, you know, I'm a Cardinals fan, even though I'm not a huge baseball fan. But when he was with St. Louis, he was literally one of the greatest players of all time. And if he had continued that pace, he would be top three without without yeah. a debate. When it comes to hitters, and, and you brought up a good point in the break, uh, Mike, 
And he was a great fielder, too, eventually. Oh, he yeah, didn't yeah, start off sure. a great yeah. fielder, yeah, but, yeah. but uh-huh. he grew he into one. Great great yeah. all-around player. You brought up earlier, how do you feel if you're that pitcher? Mm-hmm. Right, right. That gives up the historic home run and, and, and put the ball right there for him to hit it out of the park. I mean – but you know what? If you're and sorry to interrupt, Mike, but if you're a pitcher, yeah. Yeah. you give up a lot of home runs. Of course, there's not there's not a lot of people that give up yeah. the home run. <laughs> you know is, what I'm saying? Is that a good thing it's or not, a bad thing? Though? But it's not a bad thing. My yeah. point is, it's not a bad thing because you give up a ton. Yeah. You're just going to be, but but you also have to remember he he's going to be on that Hall of Fame reel. That's the thing. He's his name is always going to be associated with that home run. Yeah. Okay. To me, especially for a relief pitcher, that was one of the guys that you know. That's who he hit his 700th off. You know, it's it, this. It wasn't Degrom. This wasn't yeah. Max Scherzer. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think those guys even care. I yeah. Mean, to me, the, your name is always going to be connected with that 700th home run as McGuire's record-setting home run. You know, as all these different, uh, you know, huge home runs in the past. Your name's one. always going to be connected. I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing here's the question it's like you know is this something that you show your kids later on yeah. like, hey I, that was me right there you see that video you keep seeing go over and over on ESPN <laughs> as we celebrate the the career of Albert Pujols that's yeah. me like that's your dad like well, I think you do yeah. yeah I think you do absolutely I mean, over 600 other guys did it too <laughs> you're right okay? you're right you know, yeah like everybody in I think it was new I think it's nearly 500 different unique People he has hit home yes. runs off of. Yes, I mean that's a remarkable number. That's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. And another thing I think about is is that also could be. I don't know which which what side of this would you root for. Like I kind of want him to be done hitting home runs now because mm-hmm. we know he's retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, I haven't looked how many games they got left. Five, six. There's maybe? like t- I think there's like ten games left. In ten, the season. About ten yeah. games yeah. left. Yeah, he'll probably hit another one. But it would be nice for him yeah. to go out at around seven hundred. That would be pretty cool. And then I that agree. would be the last home run, and you know for sure yeah. that they're going to be playing that over and over on the highlight reel. Oh, so, for sure. Unless, they, unless he wants to do it at home. That's the only other thing. Yeah. Right. To, to hit a home run in St. Louis, that would be nice. And that I guarantee he gets that ball back, too. He, yeah, he, yeah, that's yeah. true. If, in St. Yeah. Louis, you're getting the ball back. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. I, I like to see a good storybook ending to a career. Uh, mm-hmm. You, as a Vols fan and as a Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning fan, you got a, a Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Walked the, out with a championship. The best ending possible. We saw That's Tim right. Duncan do it. I don't think the Cardinals are, are walking out with a championship per se, but for him to end it with a home run yeah. in St. Louis. It's pretty sick, man. That it's a remarkable sick. career. I mean, he showed in the home run derby. Dude can still. Yeah. You know, he, he can slap him out there, man. Come on. like This, this guy is still. You know, if he wanted to play for five more years, he could do it. You well, know, but and by go the way, out on top. By the way, people think he's four years older than what it says on his stat sheet, which I think is 42. So yeah, people, people think actually think he's 46 he's years 46. old, yeah. Yeah. which to me, would even it, more respect. Will make it even more credible. I got to ask before we before we get out of here, we got about a minute or so left. And, of course, uh, we'll be up here on the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club until about three today. Sunday ticket will be on the screen so everybody yeah. can catch mm-hmm. whatever NFL games they want in the early slate. What game outside of Bills Dolphins, which we've talked about all day, is the one that you're locked in on as a, as a big game? We've got Brady Rodgers. Um, we've got, obviously, all of the, the big stuff in week three. What is one of the games that you think will be a good showing for me? I'll go with my Chiefs. I want to see the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just put a shellacking on the Colts mm-hmm. who look like they are in over their own heads. What, what you got, Doggy Style, Mike? You know what? I'm, I'm really looking forward to Lamar versus Bill Belichick. Yeah. I want to see what Bill has in store for this dude. He's got his running back back. Lamar has his running back back. J.K. Dobbins in the, in the yeah. fold. Let's see what he can do. Uh, to me, on, a, on the contract year, like we were talking before about Aaron Judge, to me, 
I, I really want to see what Bill Belichick has in store for him. But honestly, I don't think you can slow him down. A local guy, I always root for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think uh, I think the uh, the Ravens beat the the Patriots today. I, I, I would bank on that as well. Jamar, who you got? So I, I think there's so many fun, exciting games. Like you can find storylines for all of these games uh, to be into. So like honestly. I want to see – this is going to be a weird one. Bengals-Jets. Bengals-Jets. Okay. Joey well, Burrow, I believe in him. I want to see him win. All right, cool. We'll see how that goes. We'll be back here on the second floor again on October 30th. Make sure you check us out and still have time to get here. And if you're Levine Accident Attorneys, call 1-800-747-FREE. This is ESPN 1063 WUUB Jupiter. A good karma brand's radio station.